them. There is a word from the Lord this morning. And we invite you to a wonderful passage of Holy Scripture. One of the 37 miracles of Jesus. It is found in a gospel that has been recorded by St. Luke. Chapter 17, verses 11 through verse 16. Reading from the New Living Translation so that we will have a better and clearer understanding of the text. We've chosen the New Living Translation. This is one of my favorite miracles. Amen. And very appropriate for the time that we are living in today. Verse number 11, the 17th chapter of St. Luke says, As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, one translation says a certain village there, ten men with leprosy stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, have mercy on us. <laughs> the text says all ten cried out, Jesus, have mercy on us. Jesus looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, and as they went, and as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. Verse 15, one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus. <laughs> one of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet thanking Jesus for what he had done and this man was a Samaritan this man was a foreigner we ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word the subject for this message is found in verse 15 subject is found at the beginning of that verse that simply says one of them when he saw that he was healed came back one of them when he saw that he was healed came back reach over if you do not mind and catch someone by the hand flu season is over right if not for everybody for you in here it's over look at somebody and say it's over <laughs> amen. amen amen one word for our subject for today and Mother, I, I told the church this word has blessed me for the last several weeks. Sometimes God gives you a message and you feed on it. And, I, and just this word has been resonating in my heart for at least four weeks. One word, one word. Look at someone, squeeze those hands and say, grateful. That's the sermon. Grateful. You may be seated. I want you to warn someone who's sitting next to you says, I need to warn you. 
I'm not sure how I may behave because I am one grateful somebody. Amen. There's some grateful folk up in here this morning. Listen, perhaps one of the saddest commentaries, one of the saddest stories of our modern day society is that there seem to be so few people who are sincerely, somebody say sincerely, grateful for all the wonderful blessings that the Lord has provided for them. That's sad that we are living in a time in which folk have no condemnation for their ungratefulness. Folk who feel like they did everything on their own. I pulled myself up by my own bootstraps. I often ask folk, who gave you the boots? And who gave you the feet to put the boots on? <laughs> Amen. For I have, this is just my personal observation. For I have never seen so many who are willing to take so much credit for things that they had so little to do with. Can I say that again? So many people who are willing to take so much credit for things they had so little to do with. Folk that stick their chests out and hold their heads up. Particularly this time of the year, which we honor graduates and those that pat themselves on the back and says, look what I did. I graduated summa cum laude, magnum cum laude, cum laude. And then for the grateful folk, oh, laude. Thank you, Lottie. Amen. Just real grateful folk. Amen. And it seems as if that we are living in a time in which people have no sense of guilt about taking credit for stuff the Lord has done. The psalm is right. This is the Lord's doing and is marvelous in our eyes. David writes, if it had not been for the Lord that was on our side, where would we be? People today who seem to be living in some kind of alternative, delusional, grandiose universe. I'll say that again. An alternative, which means not real. Delusional means in your own mind. Grandiose means on your high horse. Universe. You setting all up high because you've achieved some level of success. You think you are really all of that. <laughs> People who seem to be no 
no concern at all or, or seem to have very little, if any at all, sense of gratitude. I don't know about you, but that concerns me. That, that, that concerns me. You, you can't always be perfect in raising children. If it's the one thing that my wife and I tried to stress and my parents stressed, and I even in, encouraged my son and daughter to, to stress to their kids and others is, is have them be grateful. Don't, don't ever feel like you're better than anybody else. Don't, don't ever feel like you're entitled to something. I don't care what your last name is. You, you, you're not, nobody has to do anything for you. You don't have a birthright to success. Success is what God gives you. Amen, somebody. Because you can be the richest, most powerful family in the world, and there can be tragedies in your life. Look at the Kennedy family. One family that went through so much. Joe Kennedy's wealth and influence and power may have gotten his son to the White House, but it could not protect his son from the death angel. So we all have a have a right. We all have a reason where we ought to just say, Lord, I'm grateful. Am I in the right house? Is this the right sermon? Is this the right day to hear this word? Now, when we speak of grateful, it is defined as being truly, and here's the word, sincerely appreciative and thankful. I'm not talking about that, that, that fake thanks and, and folk who, 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 who want to praise uh, themselves by, by pseudo-praising God. That means false praising God. Yeah. But, but deep down inside, they, they, they praise themselves. And, uh, but gratefulness is, is to be appreciative and sincerely thankful and for all the kindness and Benefits that the Lord has restored upon you. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 8 says, In everything we ought to give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. Uh, 5 and 18 in the book of 1 Thessalonians, Paul understood that it is so important for us to always be grateful. Now, let me say this. Those who are truly grateful are not just those who talk of how grateful they are. Because talk can be cheap. Am I right about it? But those who are truly grateful are those who demonstrate with their actions how thankful they are for what the Lord has done for them. Yes, Sometimes, I need you to help me say this, look at somebody next to you and say, sometimes a picture is worth a thousand words. I, I know you can talk about how good God is and how grateful you are, but you sleep on Sunday mornings and can't come to church. Come on, sir. You, you can't sacrifice an hour to give God the praise. And I know folk are convenient now and I've had folk, and God bless them, they stopped me away. One of them told me, I, I didn't even know this was a term, Deacon Parker. He says, I'm a pajama member. 
I said, a pajama member? They said, yeah, I worship you in my pajamas every Sunday morning. I said, you know, that's, that's good, but sometimes you ought to be an altar member. Sometimes you've got to press your way. God said, I was glad when they said unto me, Psalmist said, let us go into the house of the Lord. But when you're grateful, you don't just talk the talk. Amen. But when God surely has been good to you, you demonstrate it. You show God. Amen. If nothing else, you show up. If nothing else, you praise God from the depths of your belly. You, you say, Lord, I, I, I want to demonstrate to you how grateful I am because I realize if you had not been by our side, all of us can think of things that God did that only God could do. Every, everybody has a but God praise. Question is, do everybody recognize that they owe God a praise for their but God praise? I mean, I, all of us can think of one thing that God has done for us. Amen. Uh, the old folk used to say, I, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, Mother Lord was saying, all oh, that he's done for me, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. For, I know some folk are too cute and too deep uh, to show and express emotions. And, and folks say, you know, I just, I'm grateful and I'm thankful. I just don't express emotions. Yes, you do. You let certain things happen in your life and you express them. You win the lottery. I bet you express some kind of emotions. Yeah, you get a check in the mail. You will express some kind of emotion. Am, am I right about it? So, so, so just think about what God has done for you and and, 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 and I know I'm preaching to those of you who are here, but let me preach to our internet audience too and the radio audience too. You owe God some praise. You, you owe God at least every now and then to roll out of the bed and just make yourself come to church and say, God, I, I owe you a praise. If I, I know I can worship you at home, but I need the world to see me praise you. I need folk to see that I am one grateful somebody. Whew. We've got folk that drive from Sumter, Waterboro, Charlotte, and, and all kinds of places, Hemingway, and places all over the state just to worship God. The, these are folk who demonstrate their gratefulness by their actions. Imagine that. Imagine what it takes to drive from Waterbury every Sunday or Hemingway or Sumter. And then there are folk who 10 minutes away and say, Lord, I love you, but I can't show up. If you love the Lord, you ought to show it sometime. And if you love God, it ought to be demonstrated by your presence sometime. Am I right about it? Any grateful folk in here? In, in fact, can we just take just a few seconds to give God our best? Lord, I'm grateful, praise. Come on, church, come on, come on. Think about if the enemy, don't stop. If the enemy would succeed on what the enemy has planned for you. Woo. 
some things God protect us from, amen. The Bible says some things, God bless the mama and grandmama bringing all the children to the altar. Says, <laughs> so some, some things, God, leave them alone, deacons. They're all right. Just put it there. They, I mean, they're fine. Put it there. Praise God. If you knew the things that God kept from destroying you. Come on, somebody. If you knew what the enemy had in mind for you. Y'all excuse me. Ooh. Yesterday, with the Walgreens, I ran into my dear sister, Sister Finney, and hope you don't mind me sharing this, Chip and Tammy and Daniel, and we had church in Walgreen. Tears was in her eyes. She says, Pastor, let me show you something. Last night, my high school student's son was in a horrific accident driving a convertible car that belonged to his dad. Somebody ran him off a road, right on Trotter Road in the rain. The car flipped over. A tree went through the car, missed him, didn't damage him one bit, didn't even damage his clothes, ruined the car. I had to share that chip. <laughs> Daniel, stand up, Daniel. High school student at AC Floor who's still here because God protect us from dangerous scenes. If you don't have anything to praise God for, praise God for Daniel Finney that God kept the hands of the enemy. See, I'm going to deviate. Let me deviate a little bit. Sister Finney, you messed me up yesterday. I, I went home and told my wife I had to praise God all the way home. She said, Pastor, at a young age, my son learned how to pray. She said, he was four years old laying hands on me and praying for me. She says, every day before he leaves the house, she speaks a word of faith over him. To every parent that think your prayers are in vain. See, you don't know the danger God protects them from. That the devil couldn't get to them. Woo! The devil is a liar. God is good all the time. Y'all yeah. excuse us. Somebody just found another reason to put a praise on. I could not help but go sit down, think about mother when my brother Mac and I were in a similar accident going through Newberry, hit a pothole, car flipped over two times, landed right in front of the tree. Uh, the highway patrolman came, 
and said, you are two lucky young men. We went back home and mama and daddy says, no, he's got that part wrong. You are one blessed somebody. Look at somebody and say, luck has nothing to do with it. When the Lord is on your side, you don't need luck. Woo! Y'all, I'm trying to preach through this. I... Let me preach this. In the text, I'm trying to get to it. Every time I try to get to it, God shows me something else he did that only God could do. I'm trying to get to it. But before I get to it, everybody got 30 seconds to put your best praise. testimony messed me up. God reminded me of all the times the devil tried to take my sons. We had to plead the blood of Jesus. Whew. Grateful. Listen. Just for a moment. In this text, text we have a powerful story of the healing of ten men who were all somebody say all suffering from the dreadful infectious disease of leprosy the key to understanding this text is to appreciate the times in which the text uses and all, which means all of them. Ten men 
While Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem, the place of sacred worship, the place of institutional worship, Jesus decided to detour, to deviate from his original plan. One of the texts that I enjoy reading says, and he went by, quote, a certain village. Now, in order for you to understand this, he went by a certain village where these ten men with leprosy lived. And the reason why I had to stop that praise to get to this text, because I need you to hear something. Nobody stumbles across a leper colony. Lepers were isolated. They lived in colonies, and they lived in, in villages that were off the main road. They lived in villages that were not well populated because the disease was infectious. And so when you go to a leper <laughs> village, you go there on purpose. Oh, I'm going somewhere. And so Jesus, not by mistake, but by divine design, went to where these men were. Same with you and I. You weren't saved by chance. You are not here by happenstance, circumstance. God, by design, found you where you were. And so Jesus went there on purpose. He went to the village on purpose. Ooh. Look at what happens when he gets there. The interaction of Jesus and these ten lepers can be seen in four distinct separate aspects. I'll try to go through them today. We'll get in greater detail on Tuesday night. Number one, the requests. When these men realized that Jesus had entered their village, they all seize the moment. And verse 13 says, all 10 of them made a unanimous request. The text says, and I quote, they all cried out with a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. It is worth noting that Although these men were suffering from a debilitating, horrible disease, they recognized who Jesus was. Their condition did not negate their ability to recognize the dynamic power of Jesus. For they cried out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They had to know something because I'm sure other people perhaps have passed by. So they, the only way they could have known about Jesus, whew, Matthew Henry points this out that blows my mind, is not because they saw what he had done, but because they heard what he had done. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. These men with leprosy, 
cries out, Jesus, you're the master. Have mercy on us. Then in verse 14 of the text, we see Jesus' response. The text says, and I quote, he looked at all of them. All of them cried out. Jesus responded, somebody say all of them, to all of them. And he said to all of them, go show yourselves to the priests. Jesus could have healed them by just speaking a word. He could have done as he did in one of his other miracles, touch the leper. We're going to preach that sometimes this summer. Uh, but Jesus says, I am going to test your faith. I am going to ask you to do something that requires faith. Sometimes our deliverance hinges upon our faith. Because here is what you need to understand. And I rush through this to tell you this. Leprosy was the one disease that even if you thought you had been healed, it had to be verified by a priest because it was infectious. It was a disease that even the Old Testament felt was somehow related to sin. Jesus didn't say that, but it was their custom. And so even if your leprosy had cleared up, the only way you can uh, reassimulate in the communities and, uh, and to associate back uh, to the folk that you were with is that you had to have a priest verify that you are healed. Listen, it's not final until the priest says it's done. So Jesus says, I'm going to see you know who I am, but I need to test your faith. I need to determine if you have enough faith based on nothing but my word to step out of your comfort because here's the other thing. If a leper left his colony and intermingled with others, they could be stoned to death by any citizen. Anyone could take stones and stone the leper to death. So a leper took a chance of leaving their colony but Jesus says, uh, you call me master, I understand that. You understand that I have the power to have mercy on you. But let me test your faith. Jesus says, leave and go find a priest. In other words, before you see the evidence, I need you to act like you are already healed. Somebody just caught it. Before the blessings show up, act like they are already there. So, all ten of you leave walking like you already got it. Before you see it. May I preach this? How many of you ever had to step out on faith and folk look at you and you call yourself blessed while you were still broke. You called yourself healed while you were still sick. You declared your children were saved while they were still smoking dope. But God 
And so these 10, how many? Somebody shout all 10. All 10 left by faith. Whew. And something happened. The text says, this, the, this is the result, as they went, as they walked, they were healed. Whew. So faith says walk. And God says here is your healing. And I don't know how it happened, but some scholars suggest a progressive method of healing, which suggests to us that they, it happened all along, Jeff. And so they went 10 steps and hand looked new. 10 more steps and feet do too. 10 more steps and no sores on my head. Look at somebody and say, you've got the trust that as you go, God is making a way. You've got the trust that if God says go, God will do it. Somebody shout, I'm already healed. I'm already delivered. I am already blessed and highly favored. Look at Listen, Abadara, is it so good to see you, man? They had to walk in what they believe and not what they could see. Because, see, some of us are waiting to praise God when we get the breakthrough. Some of you, I've heard the testimony, and they said to me, Pastor, when my ship comes in, when I get my blessing, Oh, I'm going to run all around that church. And I'm going, why wait until you see it? But praise God as you go through it. Oh, y'all, may I preach this? Are there any witnesses that have ever had to praise your way through something? And testify to somebody next to you and say, it hasn't always been this way. And and, and, and I don't look like what I've been through. And uh, there have been times in my life in which I struggled, but I kept the faith. And I praised God. And I clapped my hand. And I declared and decreed that I am blessed and highly favored. And so, as they went, as they walked, they were delivered. Ooh, I can't leave that alone because some of you are in the traveling stage. <laughs> Help me encourage somebody to say, you are moving towards your blessing. You've got to just act like it's already done. Eh? See, folk on your job don't understand that. You, you, you go to work on Monday, Monday, say, oh, thank God for the promotion. They say, you're in the same cubicle you've been in for the last five years. You must have lost your mind. You thanking God for what? You ain't got nothing yet. See, everybody doesn't need to see it. Everybody just don't need to see it before they understand that God has already done it. You've got thin, 10 seconds to thank God for something that hasn't yet even been manifest in your life. Can I tell you what God told me? 
God said this next 10 second praise is for blessings you don't even see it and nobody else around you can see it and folk don't even believe you can get it but God has given you a blessed assurance and you're going to praise him in advance. I got to get through this. Promise we'll be out of here, but even before one o'clock, I got to get through this. Now listen, y'all just stand, help me do this. And so, as they went, they were cleansed. To this point in the message, I've used the term all of them. To this point in the message, I've used the term ten of them. But now, something changes. <laughs> it now goes from all ten to one. <laughs> it now goes from ten that were infected, ten that cried out for mercy, ten that Jesus talked to, ten that Jesus sent on their way, ten that were healed as they went, to only one who on his way to the priest said, fellas, go on without me. I've got to do something. Even before my family sees me, I need to do something. Even before the priest declare me totally healed, I need to do something. He turned around and went back to the place where he had been delivered. Ooh, somebody just caught it. Who am I preaching to? We need some folk, Twan, that'll go back to the same hood that God delivered them from. We need, see, because we get so delivered and we get so, so, so big, we can't go back to the place of our deliverance. But we need to go back so that why did the Good God, God gave me this between the 8 and 11. He says he could have met Jesus anywhere, but he had to go back to the same place because there were more than 10 lepers in the colony. Somebody had to see Elder Jennifer what the Lord could do. They heard it, but somebody needed to see what God could do. So he goes back. And he finds Jesus and he falls on his face. This man had no shame. This man was not concerned with what other folk thought. Some of you are too cute sometimes to give God praise. This man was totally oblivious to the talking in the community. All he could think about was Jesus has done something for me that I must show him how grateful I am. So if you think he cried out for mercy at first, you should hear his praise after Jesus delivers him. He falls on his face at the feet of Jesus and just began to thank God. Somebody, oh God, a praise right now. Somebody, 
ought to remember what God has done. Look at somebody and say, I had to come to church this morning. I didn't come to check out you or see what you have on. Uh, uh, I, I came to praise God. And I came to open my mouth and from the depths of my belly, Shabbat the Lord, my God. Everybody ought to just tell the Lord, thank you. Come on, Zion. Throw your hands up and say, Lord, I thank you. You didn't have to do it. You didn't have to do it. You made a way out of nowhere. So listen, listen, here's how the text concludes. And the text points out that this man was a Samaritan. He was somebody who was despised by the religious leaders. He was somebody that they thought was not even worthy of the mercy of God. Isn't that just like God? To bless people you look down on. Isn't that just like God? And listen, here's how the text ends. Because we're going to do something. And Jesus says to him, he asked this man a rhetorical question. Verse 17. He already knew the answer. Jesus asked the question. I, I told the church earlier today that like any good lawyer, some of you are in here, Dennis, Gerald, Chip, any others, you don't ask a question that you don't already know the answer. Jesus asked the question, where are the nine? I thought I healed ten, but where are the nine? Jesus already knew the answer. They were so busy celebrating their miracle, they forgot to praise the one who provided them the miracle. And then verse 19, as everybody stand to your feet, Jesus then looks at this man who's still at his feet. <laughs> Gosh, so much in this text. Jesus, this man stays at Jesus' feet until Jesus tells him to get up. Sometimes God has been so good to you, you don't care what people say. Jesus says to this man, arise. Look at the King James version of this text. Verse 19, Jesus says, arise, go thy way. And then look at this. Your faith has made you whole. Now let me tell you something. Nine others were healed, but one was made whole. Nine others were delivered from leprosy, but one was made whole. Whole means you got back everything the devil stole. Whole means total restoration. Woo! The only one that was made whole was the grateful one. God is saying to us today, if you are grateful, not only will he heal you and deliver you, but he'll make you whole. He'll give you peace that surpasses all understanding. Being whole gives you joy. Being whole means even if you're by yourself, you never get lonely because God works 
and God walks and God talks with you. Only one was made whole. Look at somebody and say the grateful one. So here's the question that I pose to you today. Are you one of the nine? Or are you the one grateful one? And I said, Lord, I have to praise you. I have to give you honor. I have to thank you from the depths of my belly. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I feel something in here. All the grateful folk, just every now and then in the Hebrew culture in the Old Testament, there was something that was called a Shabbat. And in Chronicles, we see that with King Jehoshaphat when, when the enemy came upon them and God said, stand still, you have no need to fight this fight. But God asked them to do one thing, put the praises up front. And when the enemy comes against you, Shabbat the Lord your God. That means from the depths of your belly, make a loud noise. This side of the church, Shabbat the Lord your God. Those of you that are in the balcony, Shabbat the Lord your God. The middle section, Hand section. Come on, Zion. Now, everybody in the house, throw your head back and say, Grateful. <laughs> Come on, meet me at this. Here. That's right, come on, Chrissy. That's right, make your way to this altar. All the grateful folk. For all the things you've done. Of that song. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the grateful folk. This, you don't know my story. Some of you almost lost your mind in 2017. God made a way. You, you should have been dead. Suicide tried to take you out. But God, but God. this altar. Come on, even those of you that don't normally come, just stand in the aisleways. Uh, come on. We want a public demonstration. Let the internet see all the grateful folk in here. Yeah. That's right. At, look at
look at things God. You've done. All the things you've done. Uh, done for me. Woo. You've been faithful. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Annalise. God bless you. Mercy
arms around somebody and say, I'm so grateful. If you knew what the enemy tried to do, I'm so grateful that when the enemy came in like a flood, Spirit of the Lord, I'm grateful he didn't take your son out. I'm grateful he didn't take my son out. I'm grateful. Y'all excuse me. I'm so grateful. God has been so good. question are you going to be one of the nine or will you be like the one the one says I don't care what you think of me I'm joining the church I don't care what you think of me I'm worshiping God I don't care what you think of me I am giving God praise for all that God has done for me because he didn't have to do it we could have been having a home going service for the star athlete and great student but God said no grateful close those eyes and after we pray this prayer maybe there's someone here this morning who says, I don't, I'm not ashamed to stand at the altar and say, I want a deeper relationship with the Lord. If you're here this morning and after we pray, I know there are cards you can fill out and you can if you desire, but this Sunday, if you're here, just meet me at the altar. After eight o'clock, we made this appeal and Young people came, young adults, 8 o'clock this morning, gave their life to the Lord. So somebody's going to be like the one. Somebody is going to be grateful. Let us pray, Lord, we thank you. You didn't have to do it, but you did. You went there on purpose. Good God, I love that, I love that, I love that. You went out of your way to find us and touched us and delivered us. And now we say, thank you. We're grateful. Touch someone right now. Bless them. Someone listening by way of radio, touch them. Viewing by internet, touch them. Someone at this altar in this worship center, Touch them right now. Help them, Lord, to be grateful for the rest of their lives. Let us not take credit for stuff that you've done in our lives. We say thank you. Now, Lord, if there's anyone here today that need to take that next step, give them the strength and the confidence to step out on faith. This is our prayer. Your name we pray and give thanks. 
and everyone that knows that it is already done, say amen. Amen. Look at somebody and say, grateful. If you're here, if you're here, we're going to ask you to go back to your seat. Don't leave if you don't have to. And you want to make that commitment today. Come right here at the altar. If you're here right now. Come on, if you're here right now. So good. somebody want to make that commitment if you're here come stand right now or take a card come thank you look at God it took faith to step out anyone else wherever you are if you feel so inclined to come right now and just provider Singer, yeah, yeah. Anyone else here? Yeah. Come in. Take a card if you clap your hands. Give God a hand of praise. Come on. Listen, listen. Give God a praise for Sister Alicia Jacobs who.